0: hello and welcome to roster doctor where we fix up your roster real quick before i get to today's guest i just wanted to bring up that we're recording with a new recording setup new mic uh new wave recording and ideally that should fix some of the audio level issues that have been in previous episodes but if you're still having a hard time hearing me or the guest relative to each other let me know and i'll see what i can do uh but with that, why don't we just get into uh, this week's guest, Jay Zucolo. Uh, he's a uh, top 16 finalist in the Tabletop Simulator League. Uh, actually, I believe you're top eight now. You just beat the inimitable Pat Dunford from across the Bifrost, did you not?
1: I did, yes. I uh, I, uh, I got sort of <laughs> lucky yesterday, uh, and he, he overextended with a Gwen, uh, and then... From that point on, it was just super duper close game. We were uh, we were tied seven to seven going into the last round. Um, so, super tough game, really scrappy, um, really brawly.
0: Yeah, I had a similar experience with my top sixteen game against uh, Morgan Reed. His Thanos one shot Sherry um, with an offhand attack, and so he had power to do literally everything he wanted for the rest of the game, uh, but. Say, la Dice happen. Um, Let's get into it. So real real quick, before we actually get into the actual roster, I wanted to bring up the elephant in the room, which is you came on to talk about your regular season roster of Spider-Foes, which you did very well with. uh, Five and one, I believe you said?
1: Yeah, so I went uh, five and one with an Asgard Spider-Foes roster, Uh, I was Spider-Foes for five out of the six games and I went four in one of those games. Uh, the one game that I did play as Asgard, I did win. Um, and, uh, ultimately I decided not to play with Spider-Foes in the playoffs, uh, just for there, like, there were some weaknesses that I kind of found playing that I felt like I didn't have enough time to address. Um. Yeah, but, I might
0: also address uh, address the fact that the bannings literally happened in the middle, and so you no longer have drop off. Uh, that probably had a fair bit to do with your decision, I'm guessing.
1: Correct. Uh, the bannings actually happened the day of my final game, uh, so I was, you know, I was kind of like reeling, you know, that whole day trying to figure out what I was going to do. I didn't even know if I was going to make it in the playoffs because at that point I was five and one. Um, and my, my tiebreakers weren't that great, so I wasn't even sure that I was going to make it in. Um, and then uh, I, I played against Merzane in the final round, and afterwards he was nice enough to kind of hang out, and and we sort of chatted about if I should continue on with Spider-Foes. Um, and and ultimately, I, I think, uh, just to talking to him for a little bit, we, uh, we kind of came to the decision that, like, Web Warriors was probably a better flex. Um That being said, uh, I still really like spider foes. I think, uh, they are really cool. Um, I, and I, I really wanted to talk about sort of, I came up with two rosters to use for the finals. One of them was the spider foes and then one was the web warriors roster I ended up going with. Um, so I I wanted to talk about the one I was going to use, which is sort of like the evolution of the one that I, I used to go five and one. Um, and the reason I wanted to talk about that is, is I think, Uh, there's just not a lot of content about Spider-Foes. So I think it's sort of like unexplored and sort of fun to talk about.
0: Yeah, so a bit of a spoiler alert for the listeners, but uh, I have another Spider-Foes guest actually penned in for next week. So we're going to get some back-to-back Spider-Foes action here on Roster Doctor. Um, But yeah, I definitely want to have you on, especially as soon as you brought up you were playing Spider-Foes, because I was looking through the sheets trying to find somebody who was winning with Spider-Foes. Um, and I guess I didn't do a thorough enough job on the central bracket because um, Excel spreadsheets make my eyes bleed. Um, <laughs> yeah, no worries. But yeah, when you reached out to me, I was like, oh, hell yes, somebody who actually has been winning with spider pose. Um, that's 100% what I wanted on the show. Uh, and so now we're going to be getting a double dose. But with that, let's uh, get into the roster real quick. Um, so from top to bottom, you've got Green Goblin, Venom, Doc Ock, Thor, Valkyrie, Hela, Modok, Shuri, Taskmaster, and Okoye. Um, so the most obvious exclusion here to me is Loki. Um, followed closely yeah. by Kingpin. I think those two are like the two uh, most stand out. as, why aren't they in?
1: Uh, so uh, Loki I decided not to put in because I wanted to be brawly um, when I first started. When I first made up my roster for the TTS league, uh, I just really wanted to play with spider foes. I really wanted to play with Green Goblin, Venom, um, and so my goal wasn't necessarily to be able to play Asgard. It was just kind of something that I sort of backed my way into uh, because with uh, Oscorp weaponry. Um, you want characters that either generate a lot of power or just have a lot of power come to them. So the first three things that I did was I added Thor, Hela, and Valkyrie to the roster because they're both, you know, they're really, they're very good, aggressive characters. They generate the extra power because they're Asgardians. Um, And then I, from there, I sort of built out and, and filled in the rest around that. Um, So Loki, to be completely honest, was like never really on my radar. Um, And that's mostly just because I, I knew I wanted to be very aggressive. Um, And my first three rounds that I played, I was sort of like mid rangy, you know, like I I was doing a fair bit of damage, but I still had a lot of the healing cards, like, uh, you know, med pack, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. and I was finding that I just, I was running into the problem of like, I want to be able to do more damage. Uh, and I just wasn't getting that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, going from there being like, I want to be aggro, right? And I, I think Oscorp weaponry is, is a great way to be aggressive and a great way to leverage um, extra power on your characters. Um, so that's why I didn't take Loki. Um, I had thought about taking Kingpin uh, when drop-off was still a thing because uh, I thought, you know, Goblin dropping off Kingpin, that seems really good. Um, and obviously when that wasn't, that doesn't exist anymore. Um, so I decided against that mostly because I felt like the the core eight of my roster are uh, Green Goblin, Venom, Doc Ock, Thor, hella valkyrie so i really only have two flex spots that Mm
2: -hmm.
1: i feel like to to fill out the rest of the roster um and i feel like going forward i felt like modok and taskmaster added a lot of i mean modok is modok right
2: yeah (laughs) he adds
1: a lot of killing potential he also adds a lot of control potential plus now that drop-off doesn't exist you have aim lackeys so i think he just helps to fix a lot of the problems that you face as a spider foes or even as an aggro player in general um, and then taskmaster i just felt like i'm i'm dealing with two sort of very inflexible rosters because these yeah. are like these are the three people from each of them that i want to use um so i felt like taskmaster was a good fit there
0: I've been playing a decent amount of Taskmaster, and I like him. My main complaint about him here, and I I think he definitely fills the role, but Green Goblin, Venom, Doc Ock are all reasonably tanky bodies, and Taskmaster's biggest selling point is he is disturbingly tanky for a three cost. Um, So I guess guess you can index super hard into tankiness, but um, Yeah, for sure. That's the problem. I, I would love to have, like, a mini modoc at three some kind of ranged output dealer like a hawkeye but it, he's he's kind of glue here um and the the first thing that actually i really zeroed in on here is that <laughs> there is uh only one uh 15 threat roster for spider foes without cutting venom and that's uh green goblin venom doc ock hella because you only have one four threat uh, and we'll we'll get into fifteen threat teams in a bit, but um, ha- have you have you noticed the kind of eleven point base with uh, spider foes and the lack of a four being a pain point for you?
1: Yes, uh, so that was one of the reasons why eventually I, I felt like I was better off with web warriors. Um, but I think that, like I think, venom, docot, green goblin, hella, I think is is fine. Um, it's not great. You know, like, I don't... You know, during... But prior to Taskmaster's release, like, I didn't feel good about running Spider-Foes at 15. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of something that I had. Um, prior... Well, prior to Taskmaster being released, I also had... Uh, I had Vision and... Uh, or Ronin were sort yeah. of the two that I was, I was looking at uh, to play with. Um, but I, I just found, like... I was just using Hella anyway, mm-hmm. um, so I was like, if Hella is the four that I want, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm already f- supporting three four cost characters in my roster. I don't know that I want to support a fourth that I may use if, you know, the winds of fate blow my way and I feel like maybe I should use him. Um, you know, I I felt like the utility that I got out of M.O.D.O.K. and Taskmaster was better than, say, like, uh, Vision and M.O.D.O.K. or Vision and Taskmaster. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And, I mean, outside what once you get past the 15 point, um, uh, and even at the 15 point, if you're fine playing Asgard, there's a lot of great 15 threat Asgard rosters with here. Because uh, Thor, Valkyrie, Hela, Okoye. Um, or yeah. Not, not Okoye. Any three. Any three. Sorry. I had an aneurysm there, and I totally thought that the Asgardians added up to thirteen for a second.
1: No, I, I, I totally, I mix up Shuri and Quay all the time. Uh, so I, I, I thought you were saying like Thor, Valkyrie, Hela, Shuri, which yeah. that should be a fifteen. Um, <laughs> which I, uh, I feel like in, I mean maybe this is getting a little bit ahead, but I, I feel like the the reason. I feel like the way that the roster works is you really want Shuri and you really want Thor, um, and if you can get both awesome and if you can get one or the other into spider foes, I think they enable, uh, like Thor can leverage all of the stuff you have going for you and Shuri sort of enables all the stuff that you can do. Um, so that's, you know, uh, one of the reasons why they're both there. Um, and yeah. and like i
0: said yeah i th- i think there's a lot of solid points here um and we'll 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 get into the rosters in a second but let's actually move on over to your tactics um okay. so here you've got all you've got Aim Lackey's, doomed prophecy field dressing lethal protector advanced r&d odin's blessing and climbing gear now i like all of these picks uh but but the one that really stands out to me is doomed prophecy um I I know I've been banging the drum about it on this podcast a fair bit, but I think Blind Obsession is significantly better for the slot here because you have a high variance in your attack types, and it does like a similar job, um, and it doesn't take a restricted slot, which means you can pull in another restricted card if you want. Okay, um, that that I mean, that's yeah. the main thing that stands out to me. But like Doom Prophecy is fine if you find yourself really going hard with physical beaters, but the fact that Blind Obsession works almost as well because it's guaranteed two dice instead of three maybe four depending on the target Two if you do modok uh, but it'll work on all attack types and it helps you tank against a really scary target uh, and it goes away if you rush them down um, so like th- th- there's upsides and downsides doom prophecy is definitely the more aggressive of the two but i i really want to preach the wonders of blind obsession <laughs> everywhere i can
1: Yeah. And I I think that's fair. Um, I was just, so as I said, like I had started with the the core of my list was Green Goblin, Venom, Doc Ock. Like I knew I wanted to play with those. And Venom will
0: take Doom Prophecy better than Blind Obsession typically.
1: Yeah. Um, And, and again, all three of those characters have four physical defense. Um, Thor Thor and Hela also have four physical defense. Um, so in a pinch, you can sort of like any one of those five characters, you know, not really, probably not Hela cause she's probably off on a flank doing something and probably She wants also to really likes using
0: up. her mystic attack, which doesn't benefit from it.
1: Exactly. Um, but I've had, I mean, I've had games where Thor has popped off. I've had games where, where Venom has done great work with it. Um, you know, in a pinch, Doc Ock, like eight dice with Flurry of Arms, you know, he can do some cool stuff.
0: Yeah, he had um, some insane pools.
1: Uh, and sort of like the other thing that I was noticing was over the course of the league, the teams that I was playing into uh, and a lot of the teams that I was seeing, you know, just, you know, people passing around rosters or, or looking at what people were playing, it was all like really low damage control lists. Um, and so as i was looking at i was like i don't really feel like i'm getting punished a lot for playing doom prophecy uh because it's it's like not a lot of the stuff that that i saw people Mm -hmm. using were like tons of physical attack dice like obviously Modak has doomsday chair and i i got that you know during one game um he diced me off the table with that but as people were like i didn't i wasn't seeing that many thors um you know, like obviously Corvus is around and, and he was kind of a pain, but, you know, I, I guess I got yeah, lucky. Yeah, I was very surprised kept...
0: there wasn't more Corvus Proxima Doom Prophecy get-ups this season.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um And and so that was sort of the reason why I, I decided to use Doom Prophecy was I I think, again, as you're saying, like blind obsession is probably more flexible, but I feel like for the things that I want to do, and for you know, the amount of damage that you could feasibly put out with uh, Doom Prophecy, I, I think it's worth it in, uh, in this style of list.
0: Yeah, so re- real quick, why don't we uh, walk through what your typical five is for a Spider-Foes roster. So I'm assuming all you've got, Field Dressing, Lethal Protector, and then the other two to taste, typically Doom Prophecy and like, R&D or Climbing Gear? So that sounded about yeah. right
1: um so i really liked uh r&d mm-hmm. uh, and i i think one of the reasons uh so a one of the reasons i really liked it is it, it helps you leverage oscorp weaponry yeah um but i think the other reason it's great is in a list if i'm taking doc ock and shuri um doc ock is you know shuri's a great battery and doc ock is fine mm-hmm. you know there's if he gets attacked hopefully you know he'll generate power if he rolls a crit he'll generate more if he's attacking and he rolls a crit he'll generate more so there were plenty of games where i was like you know doc ock is going to R and D for three or four on mm-hmm. turn two um and then hand out uh hand out power to everybody um so i really liked r d um i felt like it served me really well um typically what I would run is something along the lines of all you've got doom prophecy, R D, field dressing, lethal protector. That's sort of like the base five.
0: Um, and probably something similar for Asgard where you pull in Odin's blessing over lethal.
1: Yeah, that's, and I think that's sort of like the, the base um, R and D in some cases I might not use uh, if Like if I feel if I'm not using a Shuri or if I feel like I'm not going to have somebody who isn't going to be using his power or their power rather. Um, So like if we're, if we're fighting on demons or something and everybody's in the middle and everybody's just attacking all the time. I'm probably not going to use R and D because, you know, if if you don't have a Shuri, um, you know, it's just kind of awkward to be like, well, I, I guess. I guess Modoc will R&D, but also Modoc wants that power to do Modoc stuff, so I think I might use aim lackeys or or climbing gear in that case.
0: Yeah. Actually, I can't believe I skimmed over this, but you're not taking well-laid plans, which to a lot of people is the main attractor for uh, spider foes, since you've got Green Goblin and Auk there. Um, Were you just not getting a lot of mileage out of it in testing?
1: I felt like it was a trap um i felt like there's definitely my games goal... where it
0: feels dead i've uh in my experience playing with it
1: yeah so it's it's kind of it's a lot to ask right where it's green goblin needs three and doc ock needs three and they both need to be alive and your opponent needs to have objectives um yeah. and i was just finding like if doc ock has three power i'd rather just advanced R&D. Or if uh, Green Goblin has 3 power, hopefully he gets to 4, and then I can all you've got, and then he flips, and then, you know, goes Psycho.
0: Yeah. I can see um, that. It, it, it has some really nasty pop-off moments, and sometimes it's nice as a, I force you to drop the key extract that's screwing up the VP math, but... Uh, I, I can definitely see cutting it when you're looking at a Brawl-focused build like this one.
1: Yeah, and, and it's, I mean, I've seen it do some really great stuff. And I've heard people say tell me really great stories about it working. Um, but I just, every time that I felt like I had the power or I had the setup to use it, I was just like, I, I feel like there's probably something I could be doing yeah. with the power that, that would be better than this card that costs six power and may end up not doing anything.
0: Yeah, I definitely can see that. Um, but yeah, I I think that's everything that stands out to me on the tactics. Let's move on to the crises real quick. Um, so here you've got hammers, you've got herbs, and you've got struggle for the cube continues as your extracts. And then for your secures, you've got meteors, demons downtown, and infinity formula. And so the main thing that stands out to me is... The fact that nothing stands out to me as an intentionally forced pattern here. Um, You're not forcing a D shape. You're not forcing an E shape on your secures. Um, On your extracts, you're not going for hard-to-score extracts to pair with herbs like Alien Ship or Scrolls um, or going for uh, other... uh, Extract patterns. I'm trying to remember what the other main ones are for extracts. I guess you could also fee, uh, force D on the extract or something split-ish.
1: Yeah. Um. So so the way I picked them was I just again I just wanted to be aggressive. Uh, mm-hmm. So I took all of the things that sort of add up to these are all aggressive uh, crises. Um. And I, I think the the two that I, well, obviously, like, Demons wasn't a thing during the first half of the League. Yeah. Uh, but but I think Demons is just about where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the flip side, I think Herbs is, is probably the other one. Um, Infinity Formula I liked just because, uh, you know, with Oscorp Weaponry, the more power you have, the more damage you can deal. Um, and, you know, sort of like the way that you can split up your team for spider foes, I also feel like uh, you could create two sort of like really nasty over, like one really nasty overpowering team with like Green Goblin, Venom, Shuri, and then, you know, Doc Ock and Valkyrie. They're just sort of brawling and are tough to remove and can throw people around on the other side. Um, while yeah. Just- so
0: you've got a lot of native pushers and throwers here. Why no Gamma?
1: uh so I just didn't want to have to fight um I didn't want a fast scoring um crises I wanted to be super brawly I wanted to be super Mm -hmm. grind um I think Venom can just grind with the best of them um you know Doc Ox really tough to fight Green Goblin's really tough to remove um and I just didn't want to didn't want to give my opponent the the opportunity to try to se- score six off of uh, a secure on me. Fair enough. Okay,
0: well with that, why don't we uh, kick on over into the threat discussions? So we're going to be starting with fifteen threat. Um, and so the first thing I notice here is that uh, there are very few legal spider foes rosters. There's exactly five where you have a leader and are affiliated. Um, Asgard seems to be much more common. Um, Are you leaning towards Asgard or Spider-Foes at 15? So at 15, you're always having to play Gamma or Herbs. So more likely you're going to be forcing Herbs in this case um, yourself. Uh, But where do you lean on Gamma
1: and or Herbs? Uh, So it really depends on, like, The scenario and and what your opponent's team is going to be. If you think you're going to go into wave, um, I would use Green Goblin, Taskmaster, Doc Ock, Okoye, Shuri. Um, That keeps you five wide. That lets you go Shuri as the last activation. Hopefully you push people around. Um, I don't think it's great into wave uh, because all you really have is like Doc Ock and Shuri to try to throw people around. Uh, yeah, you're you know, you're a
0: slightly worse wave that probably does more damage,
1: right? Um, and I think that's and, and sort of like the cool the good thing about it is with like if you do take Doom Prophecy, which I I, I do, um, either they're giving up priority so you get the last activation with Shuri, or you have priority so you can play Doom Prophecy and hopefully do a ton of damage with green goblin or doc ock or in a pinch taskmaster could you know maybe throw two shields and hopefully get lucky and do a whole bunch of seven dice strikes um so uh again i i do think i think 15 is probably a weakness of the list mm-hmm. um and again i think that's that's the main thing that's holding it back um i don't I don't really know how to fix that too much um i mean i i guess i just have to get in there and start testing a lot with it um but yeah. that that would be sort of the 15 that i would use if i lost priority um and then if i was fighting a a like cabal or like another super grindy team um something like a a good man for asgard would be thor hella valkyrie shuri that would probably be what i use
0: um, yeah, I, I bought that one as just like a generically very solid 15 threat team. It'll it'll work on Gamma just fine. You've got two incredibly strong throwers. You've got Shuri, and Hella can be obnoxious either holding the middle point or the back point. Um, yeah, ex- exactly.
1: And and sort of what you're giving up is you're giving up the fifth activation. So you're saying you're saying to Wakanda Wave, okay you're going to get the last activation. You're going to be able to push me off and stuff. Hopefully Thor and Valkyrie um, are, you know, getting up in there and doing enough damage with Doom Prophecy and all you've got and their throws and all this other stuff. Hopefully it won't matter. Um, but, you know, it's it's kind of a gamble.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, let's uh, kick on up to 16 threats. So this is a much healthier selection. Um the extra point really helps out because now all of a sudden you can play Thor with your spider foes or MODOK um, and fit in comfortably. Um, the Asgardian rosters inversely start to look a little bit wonkier here because they're looking for four points to make up and uh, there's no clean, well, I guess Venom is the most obvious choice. Uh, Green Goblin kind of comes in as a semi-distant second for me um, as a splash character. Um, but so on 16, it's got to be Mare Fisk or um, is it Spider? No, it's Black Order Descends. I always mix up spider portals in Black Order. Um, yeah, so it has yeah. to be Cosmic Invasion or Fisk Vows to Find Witnesses. So you're playing a pretty split either D or a C without the middle. If you're playing 16 threats, so how do you approach that?
1: Uh, So I think uh, for 16, uh, my spider foes is either going to be Green Goblin, Venom, Doc Ock, or Taskmaster, if if you feel feel like it. But I I think I still like Doc Ock better, just because, like I said, advanced R&D. And then if you want to go wide, you could do Shuri Okoye. Uh, But I I really think Thor is really great, as I said, in uh, in Spider-Foes, just because, you know, like, on turn two, he's going to have four power, so he can do the four Asgard, and, uh, you know, a lot of the power of the four Asgard, and a lot of, like, it really depends on you getting that damage through, and I feel like the extra point of power that you can use for Oscorp weaponry just makes the four Asgard, it makes it work a lot more. Um, yeah, either then, double move,
0: pick up hammer um, into a round two for Asgard or just holding the power for Oscorp weaponry I think is very solid here.
1: Yeah, so so that's why I really like Thor out of the list. Um, I'm not, I mean, like, MODOK is great, um, but I think MODOK, particularly in uh, within a Doom Prophecy build, I think Thor is is the way to go um if you're playing spider foes um at least in in my opinion um so i so again i would say uh green goblin doc Ock, venom thor and um yeah
0: yeah i can get on board with that uh let's move on up to 17 threat which is the the most wide open category we basically have to talk about this in a vacuum cuz i think almost half of all crises are at like 17 at this point Two, three, four, five, six. Mm. Yeah, it's almost half, because I think we have sixteen out now, and there's seven at seventeen. Uh pretty evenly split between secure and extract. Um so here, presumably you're either looking at spider foes with two threes added, or um uh your base Asgard roster with five added. Um so what w- what's your kind of comfort pick at seventeen?
1: Uh, so, so the one that I've used most often um, is Green Goblin, Venom, Doc Ock, uh, Shuri, Valkyrie, um, and like I said, I think if you can get like Green Goblin and Venom and Shuri off on one side, uh, they'll be able to just with the rerolls plus the extra damage coming out from Ozcorp weaponry, um, you can overpower that that side pretty quickly. And like Valk and Doc Ock, sort of. So I, I say this because I, I played Infinity Formula a lot. Uh, and then Doc Ock and Valkyrie sort of on the other side, like, yeah, they're probably going to be losing, but they're usually going to be doing enough damage and sort of holding down the fort long enough that the hope is sort of Green Goblin will eventually flip. Um, and then once he flips, he can, you know, do, do a medium move, do a glider ram, get over to the other side, and then, you know, make some make starts making attacking and doing stuff like that. Um, so that's sort of like the 17 that I like to use for Spider-Foes. Um, and then the 17 for uh Asgard uh, is probably no surprise uh Thor, Hela, Valkyrie, Modok. Yep. Um I mean it's I mean like it's boring um but I I think I, mostly I'm trying to go with Spider-Foes uh cuz I Yeah, I you you like...
0: did 5 out of your 6 games with them. So your your, your comfort is definitely in the Spider-Foes here.
1: Yeah, and, and really the Asgard is just there for stuff that, that I think I'm going to be bad into. Um, so, like, for example, if I see, like, Guardians of the Galaxy or uh, certain Defenders, you know, any anybody with a lot of energy attacks where I know there's a high chance that Venom is just going to get tabled, um, then I would go with Asgard um, just because, you know, they've they've got high defense, you know, they've, they've got the... Uh, The pseudo regeneration ability with uh with their leadership um so that's kind of like how i i structured it um and just went with like some super duper safe stuff on on the back end
0: yeah i can definitely dig it um and i i really like your spider foes at 17 because it feels like straight better uh wakanda wave to me in my opinion um because like essentially the traditional Wakanda wave, you've already got three of the characters that are part of it, and so you're essentially replacing Black Panther and Okoye for Green Goblin and Venom. And sure, it costs two more, but um, I, I think it like does what the base 15 threat version does a little bit better, and I think that's pretty nice to have as a 17 option.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's that's another thing that I I sort of found was like. I was trying to be very aggressive with this list and with this build. um, But all the pieces for sort of a control and a denial list are there, right? Like you can push people around, you can throw people around in addition to, you know, just punching them. So, Mm -hmm. um, so, so I found like there was like a fair amount of flexibility there um, in, in spider foes. And, and I think the higher you go, I think the more powerful they are. I think it's really, it's like the 15 and the 16 that are, are there trouble spots?
0: Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Once you can get rid of those awkward like character selection problems, just because of the like the low difference in threat between your like core and where you need to get um, is like cutting off options. But once you get past that, where all the options open up, because you've got you've got your threes, you've got your twos, you've got your fives, you've got a four in a pinch, no matter what, you can like make it work. Um, and just pick the best light combination you can find, whereas at those lower threat values, a lot of the options are cut off. Um, Yeah. But let's keep on going even higher to 18 threat, which I believe is the second most uh, number of possible teams you can have, or like team variations you can have that are affiliated with their leader. Um, 19 is the highest um, for this roster. Uh, But so 18 is very wide open. And on 18, you have to be playing portals or hammers or both. Um, but no matter what, that means at least half of the scenario is a D. Uh, so, what are you looking to play here?
1: Uh, so, I like uh, Green Goblin Venom, Doc, Doc Hella Shuri. Um, I feel like, um, again, anytime you can fit Shuri or Thor into the Spider Foes roster, I think it just makes it more consistent and and better. Um, and Hella, I think, is just a great solo model. Um, if you need her to just hold down a flank, or you know, just just try to to go one v one on somebody. Um, also, at eighteen, generally you see some more models. Uh, so I think Hella uh, gets more chances to do, um, you know, to get soul tokens, um, or the captured soul. Sorry, yeah. uh, the captured soul tokens um, at eighteen. So. So that's uh, that's what I would use at
0: eighteen. And uh, the other side of the coin, uh, in are there any cases where you would consider Goblin Venom, Octhor Thor, Ocoyee? Because that kind of gets you the other half of your must take one of these two
1: duo. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it really depends on. Well, well, I'll say this. So. Depending on the terrain, you want to take Thor over a lot of the other stuff. Right? Yeah, if you like, get if access you, to fours. If you get access to fours, you're 100 percent taking Thor. Um, and part of that is like I decided not to take Bracer Impact. Um because I in the games that I was playing, I just wasn't I wasn't facing I wasn't they facing down throws. Thor. Yeah, like people just weren't really throwing a ton. Um, and like if you get the first opportunity to throw the four, even if in the Thor matchup, uh, like in the mirror match or something, or even you know if somebody's taking Hulk out of defenders or or whatever, um, then you want to take it because you at least want to to try to get that off of the table before your opponent can. Um,
0: yeah, I ascribe a lot of my making the top sixteen into the final game where we played on Cassie's room. Which has the size four Thomas the Tank engine, which will forever haunt my nightmares. Um, yeah, but essentially, I think a large part of it was I took Thor and my opponent didn't, and so I had two size fours I could throw, and it did a lot of work for me that game.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, or on the flip side, if you if you are like really really super like I want to play Venom, um, into Guardians or you know Defenders whatever. Yeah. um okoye obviously helps out with bodyguard so yeah. so that might be a reason to take that but i think um i think the good baseline is hella just because like Hela's is fine she's good she's never going to be bad um and that's just sort of like in a vacuum what i would take um obviously like when you sit down and see what your opponent has and see what the table looks like it's it's going to change you know like no plan survives their first contact right
0: yeah, and so since this always has to be a D, what's your kind of uh, flank split for this team?
1: Uh, so, so like I said, I think uh, Goblin Venom Shuri, I think does a really good job of just whatever somebody puts down across from you, mm-hmm. you're just gonna be able to beat them up. Um, and then on the other side, Doc Ock and Hella, they can sort of they can hold down the fort reasonably um, until green goblin can come over and and help out
2: yeah
0: um especially yeah if you could force uh portals here uh since it's a uh, flipping d so you don't have to stay on it uh sure you can flip the home one and then like move up to kind of affect both flanks simultaneously that does put her a bit in the middle of the board though um but yeah yes. I, I think that's solid
1: so what, what I like to do uh, with portals, um, I think Doc Ock's also like really good at portals because he can roll that extra crit and, you know, get get that power back. Um, so I, I, I think I played, uh, before Demons uh, came out, I actually played uh, portals, or am I thinking of the other one? The one where you get two power? That's the other one, right?
0: Oh, that that's cosmic invasion black order Portals like oh, yeah. is the okay. one you flip and that stays yours, like the origin bombs, and you score one for each. Right, 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 right. right. And yeah, then if yeah, you yeah. roll a skull, you get teleported within two but by your opponent.
1: Right. So that is that is what I was thinking of. Uh yep. so, so Doc Ock does get the opportunity to roll the crit mm-hmm. um to try to get the uh, the power back.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes the math on that a little bit more favorable, because if you succeed, you essentially pay nothing to do it. Um, And outside of uh, Venom, I think you have threes or better all around for energy, right? I can't remember if Green Goblin's weirdly bad at it.
1: No, he he has has three, um, luckily.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so as long as you don't have to rely on Venom trying to flip it, you're pretty happy on that because it's a, it's an energy counter crisis. Um, okay well let's move on to 19 threat and so this has to be demons downtown which is your favorite secure you said um, or evacuation um, so you're either playing a dead extract or you're playing an E middle column super brawly fight um, what, what's your go to here at 19
1: Uh, So, I think this is the best roster um, for Spider-Foes, at least uh, in my experience.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Green Goblin, Venom, Doc Ock, Thor, Shuri. Um, You get the rerolls from Shuri, plus a little bit of control. You get the explosiveness from Thor, plus the uh, rerolls from Oscorp Weaponry. Um, You've got Green Goblin, you've got... Uh, venom you've got doc ock you have a lot of great targets for doom prophecy um you know thor can go crazy with all you've got venom can go crazy with all you've got um and i think uh and and in particular on demons downtown where everybody is incinerated um you know your your team just just goes nuts um yeah so I, any I, uh
0: thought for modok here um because he fits also super well into this in the place of thor um assuming you don't have any size four terrain um he can kind of hang back with shuri and benefit from spider foes and shuri rerolls in a similar way but without having to expend doom prophecy
1: i like having more doom prophecy targets mm-hmm. um Sort of like, if if you only have, like, like, I think Venom is usually the one that ends up doing it. Um, but, you know, he's a slow mover. Um, so you can get into situations where, you know, people could just push you out into the middle of nowhere. Yep. Um, so I like the ability to have, here's Thor as a backup. Um, and, you know, Thor can go crazy with 10 dice plus throws. Um, and, like, Green Goblin's okay um if if you don't have if thor's not around um i think if this list wasn't a doomed prophecy list uh then you know i think i'd probably be a lot higher on modok in the spider foes half
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um but because i am rolling with doomed prophecy um i do really really like thor and i think he's he can just do all sorts of disgusting things um and even if he like the other thing is like even if he kills everybody near him then you can just start hammer throwing for nine dice yep so so it's not even like so he can for asgard you know throw 10 dice and just you know kill whoever he threw for asgard's into and then just start throwing hammers at people and then throw a size four piece of terrain and you feel like you feel like you got a lot of really good value out of that
0: Yeah, the hammer throw helps a lot in this situation, Um, especially if you're trying to pop off with all you've got. uh, Because uh, in case the listeners are not familiar with, uh, for Asgard, it's once per turn. So you only get to do that charge once. You don't get to do it twice on an all you've got because it's all the same turn. So being able to have a really good range five attack in your pocket to overflow from the target you're trying to take down into literally anything else Is super valuable. Um, uh, There's a reason why I say Thor is probably the only five on par with Modok right now. Um, I I guess Corvus with Reality, if you count them as a five, uh, because it like takes two slots. There's all kinds of quibbling there, but Thor can be really nasty when he pops off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I, you know, and again, that's why. That's why I, I I took him, and that's why I feel like he's he's better in the the spider foes half. You know, obviously, if I if I'm playing the Asgard half, I uh, I'm I'm probably playing Thor and Modok, um, just because uh, you know they're they're just so good together. Um, yeah, at, so I was going to ask that about room,
0: that. Is there an Asgardian nineteen that uh, pops out to you? Something like uh, Thor, Valk, Shuri, Taskmaster, Modok?
1: That is the exact one uh, that I would use if, uh, if I was going to use Asgard. Um, 100%. And it's, uh, and, and it's, you know, you get the, the combination of sort of like the controlling aspects of Shuri and Modok, you've got the tankiness of Taskmaster, Thor and Valkyrie can, can, you know, I think at that point, Thor is probably your primary Doom Prophecy, um, but even in a pinch like Valkyrie, if she gets lucky, you know, she can do a charge into a dragon thing, flurry into a strike into, you know, yeah. depending on how that goes. She um, she
0: she will almost one round a Hulk um, under Doom Prophecy if she has enough power to start off with her spender. Um, she has yeah. absurdly high damage output, especially with Doom Prophecy. Hon- honestly, she very often eclipses Thor purely because she will very often roll or she'll be able to throw four attacks instead of two.
1: Yeah, and you know, obviously that's like that that's a whole variance thing that, that you can get into and I'm not yeah I, I don't know enough of math. Um the one thing that I like particularly on, on variance, uh so Valkyrie a lot of times what I'll Uh, I'll run into the problem of if she's got three power on her uh, when I'm using the spider foes half. Um, and Not
0: being able to charge after that? Well,
1: uh, so uh, your options at three are you could either do a dragon fang or you could do a uh, strike with warrior of legend plus Oscorp weaponry. Um, And I don't I don't know uh, like I'm not as well-versed in in math uh, enough to figure out which one of those is statistically better. Um, In the games that I've played, I feel like Dragon Fang is better. Um, But uh, that's sort of like, I think from the first round to the sixth round, I think the thing that I got a lot better at with Spider-Foes, and I think something that if you're a Spider-Foes player, what you have to pay attention to is like you have to do a lot of math in your attacks to figure out when do I spend Oscorp weaponry, right? Like, you know, I'm at one power right now and I'm hitting for two. Um, Do I spend the one on, let's say this is Venom, sorry. So I'm at one power, I'm hitting for two. I could spend the one power and hopefully get to three and refund it with his uh, Symbiote Tendrils but a lot of times you're just you're just better off just saying okay I'll just keep the two so that way that uh we are venom or clintar rage can come online. And a lot of the the games that I was playing when I first started playing with them, I was just like it's a strike I should pay the one power because there's a greater than 50% chance that I'll get the power back. Um and a lot of times I would end up backing myself into a corner where it's like oh well if I had just like if they roll the defense and now I'm only at two power and I can't Clintar rage. Um,
0: yep. Well, like, I've had similar yeah. problems with MODOK and his rerolls. You overspend yeah. and you're like, oh God, why did I spend on rerolls for random offhand damage?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and so I think that was like, I, I realized that's like, I think that might be obvious to some people, but at least uh, for me, when I first started playing out, I think, Because in my mind, statistically, it was like, well, this is a better than 50% chance to work. So I should always do this thing because in the long run, it'll come out better for me. And it's just a lot of the time that's, not a lot of the time, but but some of the time that's just not necessarily true.
0: Yeah. Uh, And uh, real quick, just a quick rule of thumb on Valkyrie because I did the math offhand because I remembered this. The odds of getting a wild on her big attack is just under sixty-one percent. Um so if like if you're like trying to weigh whether or not you're gonna get the quote unquote free strike off of the wild before rerolls, it's about a three and five shot. It gets a lot better once you can selectively reroll with Shuri.
1: Yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, I mean she's like I said it's in a pinch she can she can really use uh Doom Prophecy to to do a ton of damage.
0: Yeah, uh, a little bit of variance, a little bit of power issues, but, like, considering that she's a three, she might possibly be the highest damage output character in the game if you're, like, willing to put the resources into her. So I definitely love seeing setups with spider foes and doom Prophecy that can, like, get her there if she's got the power, especially with advanced R&D to get her over the hump if need be. hmm for sure. <laughs> um. But let's finally move on to twenty threat. So that's just alien ship. So you have to be playing alien ship here. So the extract is dead. You don't know what the secure is. Um, what are you playing?
1: Uh, Green Goblin, Venom, Doc Ock, Thor, Hella. Um, you're you're taking Thor because you want to take Thor. Um, and then at this in this spot, Hella is really the only. Forecast yeah. uh left to take um but again when i was playing with like first i had vision alongside hella um then i had ronan alongside hella and it just was like i felt like i just wasn't taking them enough um to warrant them taking up a roster slot when hella is just she's she's just always going to be good like um you know assuming she doesn't just get like blasted off the table like Particularly in 20, when you're assuming there's going to be a lot of, of captured souls. Um, I think that she's really good in that slot.
0: Yeah. And any thoughts to, I think this is the only threat level where you can actually play six characters. Oh, You can at 19. Um, but do do you like any of your super wide rosters here, potentially under the right circumstances? Like maybe your 17 plus Taskmaster. So that would be uh, Goblin, Venom, Auk, uh, Valkyrie, Shuri, and Taskmaster. Um, go that extra mile to make sure Shuri goes last.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, like, y- there's going to be cases where that's going to be the right play. Um, but I, I think the the flexibility you gain off of having Thor as a doom prophecy target, I think that More sort of that outweighs. Yeah. Um. Like you're just he just throws out so much damage. And, oh yeah. Um and, and I mean I guess if like if you're going up against maybe guardians and you feel like you want to try to fight them wide, maybe you could do that. Um but I just feel like I feel like Thor um in spider foes with Doom Prophecy, I think is just gonna do so much more than than uh what like and then whatever you would take with Pathmaster.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, that's going to bring us into our next segment, which is hypothetical scenario combination time. Um, so basically, um, for listeners who aren't familiar with how this works, I'm going to give a crisis combination. Uh, we're going to talk about um, what threat you would force, and then is there a particular team you would like for this? So we're going to start off with hammers plus infinity formula. So this is a D plus a B. You've got kind of that ring along the edge of the board. Um, you've got to pick 18 or 17. What are you forcing here? Assuming you have no idea what your opponent's going to play.
1: Uh, I like my 17 a lot better than my 18. Um, I would definitely go with 17. I think I think 18 is just a little awkward um, to go with... I mean, like, Hella and Shuri are fine, um, but I think...
0: Yeah, the lack of fours makes 18 a pain point for um, spider foes. It can do okay for um, uh, Asgard, because you can just run Shuri plus Taskmaster, but eh.
1: Yeah, and, and again, that's not... I don't know that that's great. Like, I don't know that that's exactly where I want to be, Um and I just let, you know, I have a lot more experience with, with Spider-Foes at 17. Um, and and, and I, I really do like the list that I, I was running at 17.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of value of just playing a comfort threat value. Something that where you know the team you want to play and how it's going to work. Um, so I can definitely respect that. Uh, next, we've got Alien Ship plus Demons Downtown. So 20 or 19. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're going to say 19.
1: Yep, 100%. Um, I mean, like I said, nineteen. You get Thor and Shuri, which I think are like the secret sauce for uh, for the spider foes.
0: Yeah, I think that's cash money right there. Um, and then finally, we've got witnesses plus herbs. So this is a super dead extract with a super easy to stalemate secure. Uh, as long as long as you're able to hold one flank, the the game's basically going to go on indefinitely unless somebody does something to break the stalemate. Uh, what are you looking at here?
1: Uh, so this one, it would probably be one that I take Asgard on. Um, the reason being uh stun is just real, real bad on venom. Um, and Asgard, obviously with their leadership ability, they can, it's not as bad for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's still pretty bad if like, if, you don't have priority and they get to go and they hit you for a bunch. Um but I, I definitely think that would be going with an Asgard team um for that for the- uh
0: and and just to confirm you would be going fifteen here because that's one of the ones that's easier for uh Asgard, right?
1: Uh yeah, because you could put you could put like Hella out on a flank somewhere um and she can just kinda you know hopefully lock it down. And then you could sort of overpower the other side with Thor, Valkyrie, Shuri, um, and then hopefully roll the flank and then eventually get back to Hela.
0: Yeah, I, I love how Hela is really good at tanking low to medium amounts of pressure. So putting her on a flank is definitely a very attractive move. Because um, could... once she gets her souls, she can always prop herself back up. Um, so like if there's only one or two people going after her with her base four. Uh, defense dice for any type she can just kind of sit there indefinitely
1: I could uh, I could also see Taskmaster maybe in there instead of uh, Valkyrie or Shuri um, mm-hmm. just as you know maybe maybe he's the one that can hold on a flank or if, or if you decide that you're like do like Thor Shuri and like Hella Taskmaster and just try to really go really brawly on two two fronts.
0: Um, yeah, so I don't it's, know. It's, it's, a, it's a bit early to say because I've, I've only played a handful of games on uh, uh, Witnesses so far. Um, so for the listeners who aren't familiar, this is the new secure that came out with Kingpin. Um, you basically take the C, which is the line down the middle, except there's nothing in the middle. There's just two secures on the side. You score two VPs for holding each one and whoever isn't holding it gets to move it and it'll damage and stun people around it wherever it lands. Um, so they kind, of, they kind of march around the board every turn. But I'm increasingly of the opinion that if you're able to reach parity on Extract or if it's dead like Herbs, you can almost hard force one side, put like minimal presence on the other, and just force a stalemate.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and I think... So one of the things that definitely is is if you have thor and valkyrie on your team you can do charge and for asgard so no matter where they end up putting the point you can sort of like re-engage and get back in there
0: yeah Um, because of the large amount of charges you have you're more likely better able to break the eventual stalemate than your opponent is which i really like yeah for sure Okay, well, I think that's going to take us into our final segment, which is talking about potential changes for the roster. So starting with character 0 to 1 character swaps after talking this through. Uh, my actual one is going to be a bit surprising, at least I didn't think I was going to go in thinking this way. I think Modok should get cut. Um, I think he is incredibly powerful. But the thing is, you already have a 5. You would gladly take over him virtually every single time. Um, So, And I I think he only got pulled in in hypothetical situations. Maybe there was one threat value where you liked playing him. Um, But I think putting a good 4 in his slot or a 2 so that you could always take a Koye plus another 2 to make that pseudo 4 slot work um, would go a long way towards fixing the health of the 15 and 16 threat options.
1: Yeah, and and I he was sort of like The
0: generically so, good insert. He
1: yeah. And I, I think once uh I think once Angela comes out, I think he just turns into Angela. Um and then we just go from there. Um But I i do agree, <laughs> I think sort of like one of the problems is like living in a in a world without drop off is I think aim lackeys is really good and, and Modoc, particularly on like the Asgard portion, I think is good. Um, yeah,
0: I I think with the Angel Enchantress box, you just swap in Modok and Tatsmaster for Angel and Enchantress, and I think your roster gets a lot healthier across the board because Enchantress is a solid four. Maybe you want somebody a little bit brawlier, but yeah.
1: I think that. So I, I think if if we like if we knew Mysterio was a three, I uh, I think that. Cause I yeah, feel yeah. Like a lot of this problem... stuff is
0: up in the air because a large chunk of, well, I guess now it's just Mysterio and Carnage on the card, right? Yeah. Um. So we don't know what those two are going to do. They might completely change, um, how the affiliation works. Um.
1: I, I do like Taskmaster just for the flexibility, but I, I do agree that like there's probably. I mean, it's it's just tough having to run a four four and a three in every game, or if you decide he's kingpin like three fours. So I think Taskmaster is sort of like he's just kind of there and he's fine. Um and he's he's just kind of a hole filler, but um but yeah, yeah I, I, I I think
0: I, he is solid for his cost. He's a great piece, but he's not doing anything in particular here. So replacing him with a threat value that helps you either a two or a four here. I think would go a long way towards smoothing out the roster at the lower points.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: I can see that.
0: Um, for tactics. I mean, I, I think you're pretty sold on doom prophecy. Um, hon- honestly, it's really hard to cut anything here. I think aim lackeys is probably the most likely if you're on doom prophecy. And I'd almost consider, I, I, cause especially if MODOK's kind of just there to be there, why waste a tactics slot on him? I think Mm -hmm. you could seriously consider putting in blind obsession over aimed lackeys and threat essentially two doomed prophecy-esque pop-offs. One with blind, one with prophecy. And I think that's actually really scary. Uh, Across the Bifrosts, uh, Sung Soo piloted it to 4-2, I think, in the League, um, where he was mostly trying to do it with uh, Black Widow, the three-cost one, and uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. And Corvus Proxima, but it's essentially the same principle here. And I think pretty much any scenario where Doom Prophecy works, Blind Obsession also works great. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, the, I I was like, between Climbing Gear and uh, Blind Obsession was like my eighth card. Um, so I, I definitely, I, I do like uh, Blind Obsession, um, and it's definitely on my radar.
0: I am so sold on climbing gear. I so I wasn't originally, but then I saw it in action a couple of times and it's so nasty. Like it's essentially a one character uh Avengers assemble with an upside. Um and when you have key characters that you need to pop off with like Doom Prophecy and stuff, being able to reposition them perfectly is just so powerful. Uh so I I would be very hesitant to cut climbing gear out. Um uh but yeah i i just wanted to hype it up for a quick second because i don't think i yeah no problem. enough in the beginning <laughs> uh
1: no like I, I and again like i totally get it uh and i i am totally on on board with uh with blind obsession and 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 yeah like you said i you know Modoc is just kind of I, I i do agree yeah i agree with you
0: yeah he he he's there because he's good he's not there because he has a purpose so and like Since as we were talking it through, he's basically never making it into the final team. Yeah, just freeing up a tactic slot so you have more options, I think is very valuable here. Yeah, for
2: sure.
0: Uh, And then finally, crises. Um, I I think you made a good case for most of this. Um, I would almost like to see you try and force evacuation because of how happy you are with your 19. Um, But I'm not sure which extract would get cut. Maybe cube? But you like your 17.
1: I do like my seventeen. Um, I th- I think the problem with cube is because it's asymmetric. Um, there's yeah, a chance there that you can get them. ahead. Yep. Um, I th- I think honestly, like the more that I look at it, I may want to drop uh, hammers for evacuation just because like I don't really have an eighteen that I like, um, and. I mean, it, it, it. I guess it sort of feels feels bad, Drop Hammers, because I feel like this is a really good Hammers list because everything is already hitting so hard.
0: Hammers can um, also screw with your Doomed Prophecy setups. Um, right.
1: Yeah, so that's so... that's sort of the other half, yeah. Um, and the other thing I sort of like... The thing that led me against Evacuation was you don't have a ton of extra power in this roster. Um Unless and you so play I...
0: Asgard, but even then, that's not necessarily enough.
1: Right, yeah. Um, so so that was sort of what scared me away from evacuation. Um, I love the point total, I just don't love the yeah. uh, objectives themselves.
0: Yeah, I, in general, I'm just coming around more to uh, picking crises for threat value. Um, as opposed to like picking them for shape or some particular behavior, because um, I I've yeah. definitely seen through doing this podcast that a lot of people have problems with a particular threat value. Like it's it's not a lot of them, but like usually somebody has a problem. Sixteen is very common, just because up until like a month or two ago we didn't have any sixteens. It was uh, the first sixteen came with Thanos, so literally nobody was prepped for it. And then a lot of yeah. people don't like playing Cosmic Invasion at all. So nobody takes it. So nobody preps for 16, which means that if you feel really good at 16, you can give people a really bad time, uh, at least for now.
2: Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, but, but so taking it I... to
0: the 19 example, may, maybe just forcing 19 is fine, even on an okay crisis, though. Maybe the cash in uh, fast score aspect might be a bit too problematic.
1: Yeah and and I I feel like with evacuation there's there's also like the catch up aspect of it too where if I'm like if I'm ahead and I'm really beating down and I'm really putting the damage out in theory my opponent would be having more power so in theory he would be the one who would be able to cash them in yeah. and possibly get ahead of me um so yeah but I, But that's definitely, like, if I could have a seventh one, I think that's definitely my seventh, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, I I think that's going to just about wrap us up. Uh, Do you have any shout-outs or plugs you want to do before we uh, call it a
1: night? Uh, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to my friend Zach, who uh, helps me with all my playtesting. Shout-out to Zach. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, thank you very much, sir. And thank you to all of our listeners. Have a good evening. Bye-bye.